Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Seth from Engage Podcast, praying that you're doing all right and that the Lord is providing. Whatever you got going on, whatever you're worried about, just take this time now to clear your mind, sit back and relax and engage with us because we have a great podcast for you today. It's encouraging, it's inspiring, and we had a great time doing it outside. Yeah, so today you're going to hear a quote from Martin Luther King Jr., and we're going to connect that right to Daniel, who is... uh, in the Old Testament, a couple leadership principles there. We also connect that with Jesus and a leadership principle that he shares with all of us. We're eager to get your feedback. We hope you're blessed by today's podcast. continuing on our theme with uh, teasing out leadership quotes, and we found a really good one for you all today. It is by Martin Luther King Jr., and here it goes. The ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. It's a good one. Yeah, I like that. That's, it's that's a very good uh, one. everyone's familiar with Martin Luther King Jr. We know what was going on in that context, and we thought it would be important to discuss during our context. So, um, Seth, sir, you heard the quote. I'm sure you've already gave it some thoughts. <coughs> can you can you think of sorry anyone in the Bible where they summarize uh, this quote, or that this quote could apply to them? Uh, yeah, I, one that comes to mind immediately is Daniel, because, so everyone knows Daniel from the lion's den story, but Daniel's story actually, I think, goes way further into the unknown as far as like what we just don't know about him, and it's really amazing. So Daniel's story comes in, in the book of Daniel comes in right after the Babylonian captivity. So if you remember, especially those who go to Faith Presbyterian Church, you remember back in the um, Nehemiah story how that was at the tail end of the Babylonian captivity? Well, when right after the Babylonian captivity happened, where Babylon came in, destroyed Jerusalem, took all of their residents, and then kidnapped them and brought them back to Babylon, Daniel was one of them. And what King Nebuchadnezzar did that was, I mean, to give the devil his due, was very smart was he took the best of the best that Israel had to offer. So men like Daniel, men like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And he wanted them to be spokespeople for Babylon. Well, you can't take someone from another nation and have them be, you know, sold out for the nation that just kidnapped them. So how do you do that? Well, this is what he did was the first thing that he did was he invited them to come to his palace and he treated them like royalty. And one of the things he did was he fed them the best food you could get. So the best meat and this all plays in. This all plays in. Did he serve them uh, Tony's pizza? I'm sure he did. If there's a if there was a Tony's pizza, shout out to Tony's pizza in Hermitage. 
amazing pizza. But if there was one in Babylon, I'm sure he did. And I'm sure he had Tony's working for them. But he would give them I mean, the best meals, uh, gave them unlimited, just treated them like they were kings. And the idea behind that was is to get them to fall into the trap of the comfortable living. That, oh, these people care for me. They're, they're giving me the best of the best. The other thing that they did was they just saturated them with Babylonian education. So they were only reading Babylonian authors, listening to Babylonian scholars. So they were just saturating them with all this. And the idea was that over time, they would become so almost brainwashed by those two things that they would become sold out for the nation of Babylon. So how this plays into someone like Daniel is Daniel comes into this mix and they offer him the food. And the first thing he does is he refuses the food, which if you know the Daniel diet, this is where this all comes from, where Daniel said, no, I don't want the extravagant food. I just want the basic vegetables and what? You look like you're about to say something really funny. Well, I'm just going to ask, would you and I be able to resist that food? No, absolutely not. <laughs> I have I have self-control in a lot of areas of my life. Food is not one of them. My waist size can be a testimony to that. But anyways, back to this. So Daniel says, no, I don't want that. I just want the basic food. And the idea behind that is, is he knew what they were doing. And he said, if I, if, if, if I lose, that's Anthony's dog, Thunder, by the way, you hear. We're doing this outside. It's great outside. Uh, but he said, if I, fall, if I lose this war... With the food, then I'm done for. So I'm not going to give in. So he resisted the food. Then they tried giving him all of this um, this education, and he refused that too. He turned it around on them every single time. And then you get to the stories like the famous lion's den, where they told him he couldn't pray to his God out in public. So what does he do? He goes into his room, and he prays in private, gets caught, and he gets thrown into the lion's den. Even then, he still doesn't give up. He still has faith. You know, as I listen to that, um, there's a really important principle that Jesus talks about, and that's this. If you cannot be trusted in the small things, you cannot be trusted in the large things. And isn't that that what really what we're talking about here? Yeah. You know, these were the small, minute things that they were trying to manipulate Daniel about and whether Daniel knew it or not, and I'm going to go ahead and if I'm going to bet, I'm going to say he did know it. I think that Daniel was that kind of person. He knew that if they etched away at him, he was going to um, eventually play right into their hands. So Daniel was a man of conviction. You know, he was a, he was a wise person that we can certainly draw a lot a lot from. Well, I think the other thing too that plays into this and talk about connection with Old Testament to New Testament is. Everyone quotes the verse, um, I can do all things through Christ Christ who, who strengthens me from Philippians 4. Well, the thing is, if you read that chapter, before he says that, Paul talks about being content. And he says that being content is one of the marks of, it's, it's almost a spiritual fruit. The reason why Daniel was able to do that, the reason why Daniel was able to be such a great leader is because he was content. You know what I mean? Like he did. He didn't. He when he looked at that food, he said, "I got something better than that food." When he looked at the education, he says, "I have something better than that particular type of education," because he had that type of satisfaction in life. 
that's what made him a good leader. And I going back to the Martin Luther King Jr. quote, where he says, the ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort, but where he stands in times of challenge and controversy. I think that ultimate measure of a man, I think that comes back to the fact that uh, the measure of that man is the fact that his heart is satisfied in Christ and Christ alone. That's a, an excellent point. That's I was going to say that, but in a different way. This is a person, speaking of Martin Luther King Jr. and Daniel, and you fill in the blank, these are people who knew who they were. Right. They had, they had a strong identity. And when you know who you are, you're able to stand in the face of adversity uh, with, with a, a spine that is um, arched and a, and a backbone that is erect. And you are able to stare in the face of uh, conflict and be who you were created to be. And I think that right there is a mark of, of all great leaders. I think that's why we are using a quote by Martin Luther King Jr. and Daniel. And let's face it, we could, just from the Bible, we can talk about Tons of people. You can talk about Elijah. You can talk about Moses. You can talk about Joshua, Paul. Um, you know, I, the really cool stories when Peter and John are in trouble for spreading the gospel, and their response when they were told to stop was, hey, look, whether you think it's right or wrong, our, our responsibility is greater than to please man. It's to please God. So the ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort, but where he stands at a time of challenge and controversy. I think that's, I like it a lot, Seth. I like it a lot too. Any last thoughts before we, uh, before we end this? It's short, but it's sweet and it was awesome. But No, I, I just hope that, you know, these are aimed to be something where you can sort of start your car, listen to this, get to your, your place that you're going uh, hear something new, thought-provoking, encouraging, um, give you a positive message. And our goal is that after you listen to it, this is something you want to spread. So hopefully you, you are blessed by it and that you bless others by sharing. Absolutely. Plus, you're getting, I guess in a way, two podcasts a week because you have the Sunday Sermon and you're getting this awesome podcast as well. So you're kind of getting two podcasts uh, with this, but I loved it. I thought it was great. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. Listen, if you, if you love what you heard, please drop a comment. We love hearing from you. I'm not saying that just, just to be nice. I really do love seeing people commenting in the comments. If you haven't yet, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, which if you're on there, you already know where it is. But, um, if you want to know more about us, please visit our website at faithpc.net. Again, faithpc.net. Um, email us, contact us, whatever you got to do. We would love, 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 love to hear you. Thank you so much. Have a blessed day.